Welcome back everyone to another Vegan Academy podcast. I got a super special guest, whole food plant-based teacher from Ireland, helping revolutionize the way children look at what they eat. Founder and creator of the Eat Like a Champion program. Thank you so much for being here, Sean Conahan. Kuhn, it's absolutely my pleasure. And thanks for having me on. I'm delighted to be, delighted to be here with you today. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for this one because I know it's a very special topic and you are doing such amazing work within the community. And before you are going to exactly explain what it all is, what you do, what, are you, what is your vision, I have a little clip that says it maybe even better than you can explain it yourself by actually people and the children that have followed your program. So we're just going Brilliant. to quickly listen to a, it was on national TV, if I remember correctly, right? It was on national TV. And yeah, I agree, uh, 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 it's so much better to hear it coming from the children's experience and from their own words. So Perfect. that'll be brilliant. Yeah, that's a lovely way to start. Perfect. We're just going to play it now. Of course, you cannot see the video right now, but you can hear it. So I'm just going to quickly let that run. First, with the help of their passionate teacher, a group of six class boys are learning about making healthy lifestyle choices. This morning, Killian found out more. These boys are scouring the shelves for healthy ingredients. Their teacher has told them all about which ingredients to look for and what to avoid in certain highly processed foods. After getting stocked up, it was time to take the short trip from Super Value in Northside Shopping Centre back to St. David's <laughs> National School in Artane. That's because these boys will be preparing their breakfast, lunch, dinner and snacks together for a week. It's a big task and the boys have volunteered to come into school an hour early and leave two hours after school. They cook, eat and tidy up together, focusing on the benefits of working as a community. Their teacher, who has designed the meals in consultation with the doctor, says it's about taking control of their own health, happiness and well-being. They're calling it Eat Like a Champion Week. So I want to, I want to be healthy and happy and... Uh... It's really good learning how to how to read labels and know which is good for you and which is bad for you. Between eating healthy, I've had a good night's sleep all the time since I've been eating healthy. I found that if like I burn off energy, but once I burn off that energy, I have way more energy after. They want to show that learning about nutrition is a great way to tackle obesity and make better lifestyle choices. They learn about the science behind choosing a varied diet, all while experiencing foods that they may never have tried before. And it's not just about eating healthily, you also have to remember to keep fit too. <laughs> Their 30 minutes of cardiovascular exercise follows 10 minutes of mindfulness. All week, they're making sure to get enough sleep and monitoring the impact all these activities are having on their mood, concentration, and energy levels. After a week of that experience, I'm hoping that they will feel great. They'll realize how great they can feel when they're eating healthy foods, when they're exercising regularly, uh, when they're getting their 10 hours sleep a night. And I want, I'm hoping that they will feel really energized and they'll feel great and that they'll bring that forward. Uh, as a habit. The boys at St. David's are already seeing benefits and they hope they can be an inspiration to other children around the country. Uh, Sean, I've seen this now a couple of times and every time it gets me such a big smile on my face. This is wonderful what you're doing with these kids, really. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and it's, it's lovely to see that. I think there's something 
something magic about seeing children just so enthusiastic about something and so um, enjoying what they're doing. Yeah. I think there's an association with uh, health eating that it's people people maybe uh, associate health eating with uh, restricting themselves rather than absolutely thriving and really enjoying it. Yeah, and I, I, that was very important of the program as well. And we were very proud. The boys in the class were very proud that the program aired on national television because it brought the message from outside of our school community to schools and classrooms all over the country. And they felt they were very, they felt they were part of something bigger that way. And they were spreading a very healthy message as well. So they loved uh, the whole program and the whole experience of, of it. And I had friends messaging me from from the Netherlands, from Italy. Mm-hmm from Australia saying that they were shown it in other countries wow. and this blew their mind. They, they couldn't believe it. And uh, now I get to tell them that uh, I'm doing a podcast with you, an international podcast with you, and uh, that'll make their day as well. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm so happy to hear that. I can imagine, right. It's, it's, it's so, it's so wonderful. Like how the mind of a kid works so differently than the mind of an adult and how easily with these kind of things, they can so stand behind that and really, Uh, create a positive impact for themselves. So before we are going to head into uh, what it actually is with the program, a little bit more details, some of your vision that you have for the future as well, I would also really like to hear, how did you get into this? Because I cannot, I can't, maybe maybe it is the case, but I can hardly imagine that you just woke up one day and thought, this is it, or maybe that is the case actually. Yeah. And thanks, Cohen. And I think I think everybody, no matter what we're doing in life or what direction we choose in life, I think everybody has a why. And everyone's decision for um, going a particular way. And, and in particular, in my case, I'm I'm the son of a farmer. Um, mm. uh, when I grew up, I ate lots and lots of meat, dairy, animal animal products. Um, for me, my why uh, at the age just when I graduated as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, w- one of my one of my treasured uh, photos is a picture of me and my parents on my graduation day. But shortly after that picture was taken, uh, my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer, oh. and unfortunately, by the time um, it was found, it had already spread throughout the body. And this was probably that's ten uh, years ago last last August, and this was the beginning of me maybe asking why. Um, I looked at certain things in my mom's life. Um, uh, lifestyle factors that could have caused it, but it was the beginning of me maybe beginning to ask why. And um, on a more, uh, unfortunately, mum passed away 10 years ago. But that, it, it, it was very um, important. And I think it's an important part of her legacy that we that we learn from, um, from her passing and that maybe if some good can come of it, maybe it'll help other families and other children that I teach maybe to not be in the same position. Um, so that was the start of it, uh, Cohen, and I think uh, on a very positive note on that, I got a lovely opportunity a few years later through fundraising that I'd done with my mother during her illness. We were able to um, purchase Donegal. It's a part of it's a county up north of, in the north of Ireland. We were able to purchase the first twenty um, seater dragon boat, which um, has the first Donegal um, breast cancer survivor rowing boat team. Oh, and it's cool. amazing. It's a community of breast cancer survivors, cancer survivors in general, and their families who are literally in the same boat. They train twice uh, twice a week. Um, they participate in international competitions, and it's a very positive community. And we're wow. so proud that 
Uh, my mother's name is on the front of that boat and her name and her legacy lives on through these very inspirational and positive women, uh, the Donegal Dragons. So they're, 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 they're inspiring women. Uh, and the boat is called the Inspire and my mum's name is on the boat. Um, a little later then, 2013, um, my father developed prostate cancer. And once again, I'm asking why? why? Now, uh, after we lost mum, we were on the ball this time and we got it early. And um, we were, uh, thankfully dad is still with us. Um, but we got it early. Now, it wasn't without complications. You, you know, this, with the surgery, uh, as as a lot of people, your listeners will know, with the surgery, there's a lot of complications that comes with it um, afterwards. And th 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 there are complications that are there for life. So I think the focus for us all should be prevention rather than reacting to an illness that we have. Uh, that should be the focus. But now, even more so, I'm asking why, because my dad never um, drank alcohol doesn't smoke, he's a fit farmer. He goes to bed when the sun goes down, he gets up before it rises. Um, he walks 10, 15 miles a day cross country over mountains after sheep. Hmm. And I couldn't understand how he, and it was in 2013, I really just started saying, okay, it's gotta be, and I kept coming back to the diet. And yeah. um, it was, it was uh, empowering. I, I attended a um, conference in London two years ago, and some of some of my nutritional heroes, doctors and experts in nutrition from all over the world came to speak. And it was quite scary, but very empowering to hear, you know, that a lot of our lifestyle diseases, um, heart disease, uh, type 2 diabetes and cancers, like heart disease, as Dr. Bernard said over at the conference, it's, um, you know, 90% avoidable um, based yeah. on lifestyle factors, uh, type 2 diabetes, 80 to 90%, and up to 70% of all cancers could be avoided in the first place and prevented with um, more of a focus on diet and lifestyle. So that to me was, okay, we got to act on this. And um, that, is, that is my why and my hope for the work that I do as a teacher is to help empower the children and their families towards healthier habits uh, in an enjoyable and fun and curious way. And um, that's, that's why I do it. And I've realized it's my passion. I just, I love it. I sometimes don't know why I love it so much, but that is my passion. And, and it, it makes it all worthwhile uh, when you hear friends and family and then the children that I teach and their families um, getting healthier, uh, adopting some of these habits for themselves and feeling the benefits of it. And hopefully it can lead to a healthier life and that healthy, long, healthy life for, for the people who I get the message to. So thank you very much for helping me get the message to other people as well. Beautiful, uh, Sean. Like you said, you don't really know uh, why you love it so much, but uh, as far as I hear from your story, it is something that is so close to you and for me, this, this story so resonates with me on so many levels because I lost my mom too on not directly breast cancer, but she had breast cancer twice within 10 years. And eventually that was just too much. So on a very early age, she passed away due to a heart attack, but basically of the consequences of the uh, her body being destroyed 
through the cancer and I see it in my yeah. family. I see it everywhere around me. So this is something, yeah, this really hits me also. And also for me, one of my big drivers is to make people healthy so we can prevent all of this. Uh, yeah. As, uh, as, tough as, we claim, as tough as we claim to be cool, we're all mommy's boys at the end of the day. Yeah, it is true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I, I think... Uh, Every time I see uh, your content on Instagram and on your website, I, I, I just I love how you you don't just look at diet. You look at the whole picture. You look at the, the physical and the mental well-being of the person. And I really believe that's a huge part of the whole well-being picture. Yeah. And I love how you how you often talk about the word thrive. It's not about surviving. It's not about reacting to disease when we see it it's about thriving here and now yeah. mentally and physically and I, lo I love what you're doing and the, the kind of the positivity and um the difference you're clearly making to so many people thank you so much sean what i really want to know is how did you actually get this program off the ground how did you get started with that uh so uh like for for a long time i've been frustrated as a teacher i've been teaching 10 years now and um we've got i'm sure you have an equivalent in the netherlands i'm actually not familiar with the netherlands guidelines but we have a, a food pyramid and the food pyramid is in every classroom it's in every uh, family doctor's uh, waiting room it's a reference for teachers it's a reference for doctors it's a reference for parents and the uh, the irish uh, food permit is heavily influ influenced by uh, industry funding, uh, which frustrates me. Um, the, the government guidelines are influenced um, by uh, industry funding as well. So it frustrated me that our um, guidelines were not focused on the most reliable up-to-date science on nutrition. Mm. And also it wasn't focused on health, uh, solely focused on health and well-being. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted, instead of being frustrated, I wanted to say, right, well, what good is that going to do? Let's design a program that's meaningful, that's enjoyable, that puts a smile on the children's face and allows them to experience the benefits of, um, you know, healthy, whole food, plant-based eating and all exercise and managing your sleep and stress levels. Putting that all together as a meaningful program, um, because for a long time, um, I was children were coming into school an hour early and we would have breakfast together and it was just magic we'd come in we cook together we go shopping the day before for ingredients and they loved it and even yeah. the social aspect of you know 25 or 27 of us sitting down at a long table like like medieval times having breakfast together there was something magic about it and there was no phones no televisions to distract us just the chats in the morning and i got i i, I found we got very close to that class and that was such a success and parents loved it and the children loved it. And it was making health eating enjoyable and starting off the, the day the best possible way. So eventually I said, well, well, why don't we just make this a whole week program so they yeah. can, because a lot of parents were saying they're they looking for dinner ideas. They're looking for lunchbox ideas. They're looking for breakfast ideas. So I said, okay, let's, let's do a full week where we have five different breakfasts, five different lunches, five different uh, easy to cook uh, dinners. And um, we exercised together. We um, went shopping together. 
we um, uh, did a little bit of mindfulness and re mm -hmm. relaxation together. And also it was, we really talked about the importance of being part of a community, you, you know, uh, a social community where we work together. We, I'm not their mom, I'm not their dad. Um, if they wanted to eat together, they had to wash the vegetables and chop and prepare and help me. So we all chipped in and they loved that. We, uh, we all tied up together and we talked about the importance of being part of the community and they loved, we just, I felt like over the course of the week, I've been teaching them that particular class for six months at that stage. Mm -hmm. And I just felt over the course of that week, I just got to know them so much better because we were spending so much time together. I love that. So um, that was, it was magic. It was, it was really good. It was tiring. I have to say, <laughs> so many teachers have reached out and they were like, they were like, uh, like uh, uh, looking to incorporate a, a something into their own school. I said, okay, I can help you now, but bear in mind, if you've done something similar, there is a lot of workload. So I'm designing kind of a different plans to help empower other schools and spread the message that doesn't put such a heavy workload on the teachers. And I can talk about them with you a little later on. Definitely, I would definitely like to hear about that. Um, it's it's all boys' school, right? What you uh, where you teach? It's an all it's it's an all boys' school in uh, North City Dublin. That's and, that's uh, super interesting. I think. Yeah, and thankfully, <laughs> um, we've got. Uh, I often say that uh, children are um, kind of we don't give them enough credit. They're so curious and they want to do what's right. Parents want to do what's right, but they're they're confused. Uh, and of course they're confused because they're being fed the wrong information. Um, so what I like to do is give them the best available science, show them and break down the barriers as to how to put it into practice, like reading labels, where to find these ingredients in the shop and making them see how simple some of these meals can be to cook. And then it's up to them. You yeah. we help them, we empower them. We can't hold their hands or, um, all their lives, but we can help them break down the barriers and then it's over to them. And thankfully, um, the, the students, I teach sixth class, which in Ireland is the, the final class before they go on to secondary school level. Mm -hmm. uh, so the children are roughly 11 and 12 years of age. So they go on to secondary school afterwards, but uh, I, I love what they regularly come back in to visit from secondary school. Whenever they get a chance from school, they come in and visit. And one of the first questions I'm like, right, how's the bedtime? Are you getting enough sleep? Uh, what kind of foods are you eating? What do you have for breakfast this morning? And they're laughing, but it's great to see them carry them habits forward. Yeah, that's fantastic. But so and you can see it in their face, and you can see it, see it in them as well when they're looking healthy and they're looking athletic and they have a smile on their face. You already know. You barely have to ask them. Exactly. Yeah, I can imagine that, Sean. I can imagine that this this program just didn't. What, what did you need to do to get that actually off the ground? Like, did you have the support of, of the board of the school or uh, did you have, like, did you get funding for that or how did that went? Did you get like the support that you needed or was it really something that you need to push for to, to, to get off the ground? Because I can imagine so, that not everyone was at straight up for that. Uh, it, it was a big challenge, um, but thankfully I've got incredible support from our principal. Any time you go to your uh, my principal Dwayne Moore is his name. He's a brilliant principal. If you go to him with a good idea, it's it, it's never um, it's never in question. It, it, we'll find a way to make it happen. So uh, I was at Ronan one day, and that's where most of my good ideas come from is on a run. And I kind of thought of the program in my head on a run, and um, I just kind of 
started up, I wrote a press release, first of all, uh, jotted down ideas of, of what we would need to do. And I made a decision there and then. Um, I was willing to fund the project myself and all the groceries. Uh, when I talked to the principal, he said, look, we'll, we'll, we'll find a way. But as it happened, the school wasn't out of pocket because um, one of the leading uh, shops in the country, Supervalue, I give them uh, their head, head office a call and I said, looking to do this program, healthy eating in the schools, are you on board? And they offered, they gave me all the cooking materials and they give me um, all the ingredients free of charge. Fantastic. So it was, it was fantastic. Now, but to get the ball rolling in my head, I said, okay, I'm willing to put a few hundred euro into this and see yeah. how it goes. As it happened, I, did, I wasn't out of pocket whatsoever. Only just um, all the time and effort that went into it. So, um, but I did make a decision going, right, if I don't get fun for this, it's still going to happen. And thankfully, I had the support of the teacher, uh, the principal teacher. Um, one thing you're probably thinking, okay, how did that go down in a very agricultural country like Ireland? That is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I didn't mention the word plant based in the press release, I didn't mention the word vegan. I said, mentioned the word fiber, fruits, vegetables. You can't argue with that. Uh, we're all agreed that it's important to eat more fruits, colorful fruits, vegetables, whole grains, uh, beans and legumes, nuts and seeds. And the science is already there. No one can argue that. So whenever I was talking to our sponsor and talking to um, RTE, the national broadcaster, television broadcaster, I just said it was a healthy program and with a focus on fiber. Just so happened to be whole food plant-based as well. <laughs> it, it was, uh, I didn't have to lie. I just told the truth. I just said it was a healthy eating and it was a focus on fiber and fruits and vegetables. And yeah, so that's, uh, you have to be clever about these things. If you go leading with, here's a, here's a vegan school vegan program or here's a, a whole food plant-based program, you've got, whoa, whoa, whoa. What about yeah. dairy? What about meat? And I get that as well. My dad's a farmer. Um, so, like, I understand that. But for me, we have to make the best decision for people. I understand that farming is a huge job in Ireland. But I think we need to adapt. My yeah. father, for one, maybe moving away from uh, cattle farming more into maybe um, sustainable crop growing and vegetables. And um, one stat that really hit me uh uh, and I know that Netherlands are leading the way in terms of sustainable farming. Um, it, Ireland is huge um, animal and uh, animal industry, uh, animal farming. And could I ask you to guess what percentage in a country like Ireland that's ideal for growing crops? Can you guess what percentage of the farming in Ireland uh, grows crops as opposed to uh, meat and dairy? Oh, I have no idea, but it's probably very little. 5%? 1%. 1%. So that means 99% of our farming in Ireland. So I think I, I can relate because my dad's a farmer, but we need to move more so into um, becoming self-sufficient with our growing yeah. own crops and oats and potatoes and all these things, uh, lots, of, lots of fruits and vegetables that we can grow here in Ireland, better for the environment. Uh, great for our economy, better for our health. Exactly. Yeah, I, I really agree with that. So I, I can imagine that, or 
maybe it wasn't the case at all. Like, how, how did the parents respond at the beginning? Were they very eager to jump aboard or did you have some friction with that? And I would also actually like to know, like, during the program, were there like certain obstacles with the kids or what is maybe something that you didn't anticipate up front? Uh, what you learned a lot from I yourself? Say, I, uh, and that's a question I often get asked. I, I had to do a talk to, um, to a conference of doctors last year. And mm -hmm. the, the question they kept asking was, was there resistance? Was there, and there really wasn't. Um, but what I would say is I had my homework done. Um, I've, I've spent, uh, as I was saying, the last 10 years reading up on the most reliable science. I've done um, a, a course on sustainable diets for the environment and for health in the Uni University of Winchester. And all the common questions that maybe a few years ago I might have slipped up on, like calcium and protein and um, all the reg, uh, you know, uh, nutrient deficiencies, things that might have caught me out a few years ago. I waited until a time where I felt comfortable uh, to very confidently answer all them questions. Yeah. Uh, so that the moment a parent would come up to me and say, you know, question, I was like, yeah, I thought the same thing myself, and I'm able, and I and I was able to relate to their concerns because of the amount of animal products in my diet. Like, um, I was able to tell them that you know, only a few years ago, as a as a, as an athlete myself. I used to eat like two chicken breasts a day. I was eating sometimes three eggs a day. I was eating a, I was drinking a pint of milk for my dinner. Um, lots of cheese, lots of dairy, uh, to a point now where I don't have any of them. And yeah. so th that's relatable for the parents. And they're like, oh, well, how did you replace this? What about protein? What about calcium? And thankfully, I'm able to reassure them that not only is that not a concern, it's much, as you say, you can be healthier and absolutely thrive if you eat this way properly. Uh, awesome. So how are we moving forward, Sean? What's going to have the future of uh, schooling in Ireland in store for us? Uh, so, yeah, like we've got such, a, uh, such an amazing reaction from the um, Eat Like a Champion program. Uh, other teachers and other schools wanted to get on board. Um, I'm not sure how realistic that program is because it takes huge workload so you'd have to have teachers really buying into it so what i've been doing is designing resources uh that for my school so that every class in my school can can do a very effective healthy eating week mm -hmm. and that we can share with other schools as well um one of the things i'm doing uh, is i'm designing a free ebook because a lot of parents and teachers and family often say give me a few meals to get me started uh yeah. give me a few breakfast ideas so um i'm designing a free ebook and it's going to be introduced by a number of um, doctor friends of mine, both uh, here in Ireland and international doctors, who are going to write the introduction of different endorsements of the benefits, the health benefits of um, eating more plants, eating more fiber, eat more fruits and vegetables, and incorporating. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. It's just about focusing on adding in the good stuff, yeah. as opposed to having to cut out um, the, other, the, the animal products and the processed foods. Whereas me and, you um, me and you would believe that they would be a huge part of the problem. If we focus on the good stuff being added in, I think naturally we'll reduce that. So, 100%, 100%. I think you can lose people if you talk about cut this, cut that. Whereas if you talk about adding in, it's, 
it, it seems a lot more achievable. Yeah. And um, and as you know, uh, like the moment you begin to feel the benefits yourself, my dad is 71 and he's a lifelong farmer. And during the first, I know I'm off topic, I'll come back to your question. <laughs> in the first lockdown, it was just me and him at home for 10 weeks. And um, his cholesterol in that 10 week period went from 5.8 to 4.1 in a 10 week wow. period. He's, he said he had more energy. He said he was feeling better. He was sleeping better. And really, no amount of talking could make him see that. When he experienced the benefits for himself, he now doesn't take dairy milk, um, cow's milk in his in his tea. And this is a guy that drinks about eight cups of tea a day. He's <laughs> taking uh, organic soy milk in his tea. He's having porridge made on soy milk in the morning. Uh, he now knows that every dinner doesn't have to be meat, that uh, beans are, um, not only are they um, healthier, but you feel better and more energetic on them. So yeah. I think when people experience that for themselves, I think it's very powerful. Uh, so yeah, a free ebook is one of the next plans that I have coming up. And I'd be happy to share it with you, your listeners, um, if they can edit it whatever way they want. I don't care as long as the information gets out there. Um, it's going to have five breakfast, five lunchbox, five family dinners, and five sweet treats and uh, snack ideas. And a few endorsements um, uh, from doctors talking about the benefits. And there'll be a little bit of information about kind of FAQs uh, of normal concerns. Maybe it's protein, maybe it's calcium, maybe it's iron. And just to reassure them, not only is it, is it okay, it's, it's incredible. And yeah. it's the healthiest diet we can adopt for I our agree. physical and our mental health. Um, as well, um, I had planned just before COVID hit last year to have information evenings for the parents mm -hmm. where we'd hand out these free eBooks and do a little bit of a cooking demonstration. And I had uh, an incredible local doctor, Dr. Johnny Alman, who I had coaxed into joining me and talking because I think it's it's very powerful to partner up with um, a doctor because people love people really respect yeah. uh, if a doctor's reinforced. They have the authority. So right? they have the authority. So why why challenge that? Why not just work together with doctors? And uh, I'm delighted to say that I'm I'm part of a committee of a brilliant group in Ireland. Of uh, um, we all volunteer our time. It's the Plant Based Doctors of Ireland, and um, there's one teacher intruder in the middle of it. But I, I'm I'm delighted to be part of that group. They've asked me on board. Um, over um, over plans, I'd like to do a little bit of advocacy, um, appealing to the government to uh, follow Canada's lead. If uh, I know you're well aware, Gwen, uh, about Canada. In 2019, um, the, the Canadian government announced that industry funding would not influence the dietary guidelines. Yeah. And what was the first thing for the first time ever? And what was the first thing that happened? The dairy was removed as an essential food group and incorporated into the protein section, which actively promotes plant-based sources of protein. Yeah. Um, and soy milk is being encouraged. So- um, That's huge. Yeah, I would, huge because, and if we look at the Canadian, the UK and the American uh, Dietetic Association, they all agree that we can thrive on a healthy whole food plant-based diet. Uh, and it's 
it has benefits for health and disease prevention. So this is not just uh, Sean and Kuhn getting together <laughs> yeah. and deciding this. You know, to a certain extent, what we think doesn't matter. It's what is the what does the science tell us? What do nutritional experts all over the world agree on? And then we can we can relay that message. That's what I, I it's very important for me to tell people that that like you know this is not what Sean thinks. Who cares what I think? Yeah. This is what the science tells us. And I'm just passing on the message, the good news, and do with do with it what you will, and hopefully we we can help you along the way. That's yeah. um, done with it. Um, there's there's other programs we run in the school, uh, and that other teachers who, if you have teacher listeners um, there today, um, just a few of them that I jotted down um, that we do regularly, and it's small things like Eat Like a Champion was fantastic. It was, and I, I would encourage any teacher or any family to go run with a similar project. Um, it takes a little bit of work, but trust me, it's worth it. But ones that don't require much work is one that I do is lunchbox of the week. Um, I always bring my lunch um, into the classroom each morning and I open my lunchbox and I make sure it looks good. It's colorful. It backs up everything I'm saying. It's, uh, so it's, um, I'm practicing what I teach. Yeah, and it, it happened organically by mistake that children just started to show me their lunch boxes, and all of a sudden <laughs> we started we started having lunch box of the week. So I used to have five nominees for lunch box of the week. They used to get to show their lunch box. I could take a picture for our school social media page, and then we'd announce lunch box of the week, and they love it. It was just like all of a sudden they know what I'm looking for. Uh, students that mightn't have a healthy lunchbox, all of a sudden they're adding um, raw carrot into the lunchbox, an extra portion of fruit, extra portion of veg. They're adding these things into the lunchbox. The, that white pasta they used to have is suddenly brown. And all of a sudden they're getting a nomination for lunchbox of the week. And again, it's just encouragement. It's positivity. It's praise on the progress. Yeah. Um, another simple one for teachers that could work well is uh, Taste of Tuesday. Uh, I try to do this in my classroom once um, once a month, and we also run it around the school as well on on overtimes. And that means that they just bring in a fruit or a vegetable that they feel that someone in the class may not have, have tried before, oh, or, cool. just, or 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 even just a fruit or a vegetable. And they go to great lengths to uh, find unusual fruits or vegetables from Asian markets and so on like this. And we've great fun. And once it's over, they're like, "When are we having Taste of Tuesday again?" <laughs> and all of a sudden they're bringing in these strange fruits that I don't even know the name of. And it just creates curiosity and fun around it. So that was a really good one. I or even that. just unusual berries or gooseberries or rhubarb. Some of them brought in stewed rhubarb. I know at the moment um, with COVID, this was before COVID, but what we did was they, they put them down in their desks and they went around tasting um, each other's fruits or vegetables that they brought in. So like now... Uh, in the current climate, it might be a case until we can get back to some normality of showing their fruit or vegetable and having it that day until we can go back and sample everyone else's fruit as yeah. well. Um, another thing I encourage in the classroom is progress, progress Monday. So I tell the children it's, it's not all or nothing. So some, some, some families decide to do um, a meat-free Monday. Some have a plant-based Monday. Some have a progress Monday where they simply add whole grains or fr extra fruits or vegetables into their, their meat dinner or their meat lunch. 
Um, so I, I do encourage them the benefits of going fully uh, plant-based for one day a week, but it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And what happened there is I encouraged the, pair, uh, the, the families to send a picture, a selfie of themselves sitting down to eat their, their dinner together as a family. And I share that on the school social media page. And all of a sudden, it's a positive ripple effect where other families are sending their pictures of them having their plant-based Monday or their progress Monday or meat-free Monday. And that's really positive as well. Yeah. And the last um, very achievable things that, um, again, the workload there is it's putting it back on the families, putting it back on the children. Give them the information and ask them to act on it. Um, some schools might like to do just a little breakfast club once a month where they come in together and have what I call pick and mix porridge. I don't know if you have the word pick and mix. You know the sweets in the cinema? Do you know the word pick and mix? I'm uh, not so familiar with that now. <laughs> yeah, so the, so the word pick and mix is like uh, when you go to the cinema and there's lots of different sweets and lots of colors. Ah, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I get that. Uh, I, I call it pick and mix porridge where they all have porridge and then they go and decorate it with berries and banana and uh, nut butter and soy yogurt and all of a sudden they've decorated with pick and mix porridge. So like if teachers wanted to do that once a week, or sorry, once a, once a month or even uh, twice a year, that would be very... Um, powerful way of teaching healthy habits and the last thing we do a very simple one is uh throughout, throughout the program i tell them to eat like a champion sleep like a champion move like a champion and snack like a champion and um uh one of the things uh that i remember from growing up in school was i would be home from school at 3 p.m and my mother may, may not be home till 4 p.m and in that time i might have had a half packet of biscuits in front of the television so I try to encourage them to choose their snacks wisely like a champion. So what we do is once a week, um, we collect uh, the leftover fruits and vegetables that are state funded and we hand them out on the way out the, the school door so the children can have an apple or an orange or a banana on the way home. And we also offer them to the parents as well, just to show that good example. And they love it. Just they pick, it's a free fruit and veg stall on the way out, um, on the way out each day. It uh, saves the fruit having to be to the compost bin yeah. and children are stacking on something healthy on the way home I so that. that's just some of the ideas we're hoping to do all quite manageable and i'm hoping to start a master's in the next six weeks in uh, a research master's in nutrition uh just to keep on top of the latest science myself and keep keep on my toes so that i can keep um keep the information i'm teaching up to date Fantastic, Sean. Fantastic. I really love one thing that you said as well. It's like, it, it's not about perfection. It's all about that progress. And I can remember from the last time that we spoke when we did that uh, vegan health summit together, uh, it was also this uh, example, that anecdote that you used of how you would maybe be in the beginning compared to how yeah. to be later. Would you like to share that? Because I really like that, uh, that anecdote. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was at... Uh, a friend of mine, he's become a very good friend, Dr. Johnny Allman. Uh, I just love the way, his way of communicating the message. And I was at a conference uh, a few years ago and he said, meet people where they're at. And I kind of went home from that conference uh, and I thought to myself, maybe I was being, looking for perfection. Um, because a child would come up to me and he'd proudly say, look, sir, I've changed from white bread to brown bread. And all I would see would be the ham and the cheese in the middle. And I'd be like, I'd be like, ah, it's just a pity about the ham and the cheese in the middle. And the children then would return to their seat 
deflated uh, and discouraged. And they weren't coming back the next day because they were like, nah, now my focus is on progress, positivity, praise. Child comes up to me and I, I don't even see the ham and the cheese. I give them a high five. I say, can I get a picture of that? And all of a sudden on the school social media page with the parents, I'm saying, um, look at Chris, he's changed from white bread to brown bread. And then I set him a, a new challenge. I said, any chance of getting a little bit of spinach or a slice of tomato on that tomorrow? So it's all about progress, celebrating all progress. And all of a sudden, that sandwich, a few weeks time, you're coming back, it's brown bread, it's tomato, it's, there's spinach in there, there's um, spinach, to, uh, brown bread and to tomato. Ham and the cheese might still be there, but at least we're, We've, we're celebrating the three victories rather than focusing on the negative. Yeah. So that was a huge thing. And um, just about keeping, celebrating every step to, uh, of progress and praise and positivity. And I, it has a much stronger effect. I love that. Absolutely love that. And I think it's so applicable to everything in life, right? It doesn't matter if you're working with children or, if you, or you are raising your own children or you are just focusing on your own goals and habits because we always tend to focus so much of our time and energy on the things that we're not doing well and forget those things yeah. that we already do so well. And yeah, in the end, it's a lot easier to build on that, right? It's a lot less, big, it's a lot less time. painful and a and lot less energy, costs a lot less energy to constantly renewing the wheel and focusing on the things that you don't do well, instead of just doing and going with already goes well. And uh, I think in the end, Absolutely. that's how you're going to get a lot more. And as you say, it's, a, it's not just with children, it's with adults. Like, I, I, I realized in the past, like, a friend might send me on, hey, uh, send me on a, a curry of a chickpea curry, and they send on a picture. And maybe the first thing I would say is, now let's, now let's try and get that white rice changed to brown rice. Rather than saying, wow, unbelievable. And even adults are, are, are like, they, they want that acknowledgement of the progress, yeah. rather, than, rather than saying, God, you can do nothing right. So I think, again, especially, especially with adults, just, again, focusing on the progress. I'm sure that's what you do with um, the people you work with, Kuhn. Uh, yeah. And that's yeah, why I you get say, such good results from your, client, uh, from your clients. And exactly. that's why I was reading some of, your, um, some of the things that some of your clients say, and it's just so positive, and it's, it's, it's a very positive community, yeah. I think. In order to, to create that, you have to focus on the positives. Exactly. The yeah. I, I always say I'm a big cheerleader of every step in the right direction. I know that I'm not 100% where I ultimately want to be, but the only way how I can get there is by focusing on what I do right now already and making that better instead of just constantly exactly. beating myself down for all the mistakes that I make because that's just costing you so much energy. And yeah, the likelihood of you're going to stick to something is so much lower. So... Sean, I just really want to thank you for all that you are doing. Uh, we couldn't leave this episode without one final question because we have a little tradition here within the Vegan Academy podcast, and that is that every guest okay. has, his, has to give his or her prediction on the coming year. So if, for example, in a year from now, 11 January of 2022, we would do another podcast that I can like, kind of hold you Maybe a little bit accountable, accountable. and also like reflect on. I love it. If I love it. I didn't need that. Actually, came to because otherwise, uh, and Karen, do you mean general um, predictions or is it? 
predictions I, for myself. I, I always like to know a little bit of both. So I always like to know, so what, okay, is, yeah. what are you going to have in store for yourself? What, what goals do you have for the next year? But also maybe on a little bit of broader scale, what do you see happening in the world right now? Where do you think things are going? Well, three, I'll say three things that, that come to mind for myself. And I like this accountability because sometimes I can put things off, but I hope it won't take a year, but I will have that book, the uh, free ebook completed, I hope in the next two months. So um, I'm happy to share it with you for free to, to anyone who would like it just for a love few that. ideas. So I would love to have that. I will have that book done. You can hold me accountable to that. <laughs> um, I plan to, uh, if we touch base again in a year's time, that I'll be well through, well on the way uh, with my master's. I'll have a few months under my belt in my research master's in nutrition. And um, there was one other one I wanted to commit to there. Oh, uh, to create more resources for schools. So I want to create a, a healthy eating uh, week with five different days for schools so that we can share with other teachers. And I'm going to create a video. And the, four, the five focuses of the health eating week for all schools, not just our school, um, Monday of the health eating week will be eat more fruit. Tuesday will be eat more vegetables. Uh, Wednesday will be um, uh, to make water our drink of choice. Thursday will be to for this day to try and replace meat with beans for that day, just that day. And Friday will be to change our white grains to brown, to yeah. focus on whole grains, and have a few practical ideas of how children can do this and um, how we can create uh, league tables in the classroom to, to make it competitive and make it fun. And from a general point of view, uh, and um, I hope that when me and you're sitting together that the world has taken notice um, of the link between the way we eat and infectious disease, that we're learning the lessons that COVID-19 has taught us uh, in terms of building a strong immune system, but also that intensive and um, industrial farming uh, is a breeding ground for disease. And we need to maybe go back to... Um, um, farming methods that were had le less factory based and more um, free range animals out on the farm and that we're not intensifying the farming as much and I hope we learn the lessons for, for that to avoid the risk of a future pandemic that is uh, not just pandemics but also to um, detect and uh, curb the the impact the way we're eating is having on our environment as well yeah and on the planet I agree so i hope that. i hope we're making progress by this time next year yeah of seeing the link between what we eat and pandemic risks and what we eat and our general health and what we eat and the environment yeah. and i hope we've taken the lesson and we're, we're on the right direction i don't expect perfection but as we were saying lots of times hopefully we have progress yeah and I, I do feel that that's definitely where we're heading towards. So I see so many people. January uh, uh, had a record uh, amount of signups this year. Again, they're growing exponentially every single year. More and more people are interested in a plant-based diet. Vegan products are being sold record-wise also. Yeah. So I, I see it for myself. More and more people are following the channel and everything that I do. And uh, yeah, it just says something about where people focus on and where this movement, this community is going and uh, what people value in, uh, in their life nowadays. So 
I want to thank you so much, Sean, for everything that you My do. My pleasure. What you thank you. Uh, it's my pleasure. It's what I do. And yeah, I, uh, we're definitely going to stay in touch. If people want to get in touch with you, I will leave your description uh, so they can get in touch with you in the, or I leave your link in the description below. That's what I wanted to say. Absolutely. That's great. And yeah, you're going to have the ebook out. Uh, I will make sure that uh, people are able to uh, get their hands on that as well. Oh, oh and one last thing, Cohen. Um, you're welcome to share it on your Instagram story. Um, I done an experiment with the children in my class just before Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I was up at the dentist, kept my teeth done. And I said to the dentist, I said, um, do you have any spare teeth? And she said, Sean, I'm a dentist. We, we have spare teeth here. So I said, <laughs> she said, how many do you want? And I said, five. And she said, and I said, if they're from, all from the same mouth, I would love five. So she gave me five teeth in the same, uh, same mouth uh, that had been pulled during the procedure. So we put them into... Coca-Cola, Diet Coke, 7-Up, uh, or um, I don't Sprite. know if you have 7-Up or Sprite. Yeah, yeah, same as Sprite. And then we put uh, sparkling water and tap water. And oh my God, it's disgusting. I went in today just to get books from the classroom. And there was, not only were the, the tree teeth that were in the fizzy drinks very badly decayed, there was a mold and a, and a goo or a kind of a slime that had developed on the, in the fizzy drinks. Oh, my God. Uh, in the water and nothing, no change in the, if anything, they were cleaner, no mold, no nothing on the ones that were in the sparkling water and the tap water. So we expect that the ch me and the children in my class, I shared with them today, they were loving how gross it was, but <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> um, they, um, what do you call it? We were expecting a tooth decay. We were expecting that. But we weren't expecting such slime and gunge and such a... And I've said to the boys, like, it can take up to three days for anything we eat or drink to pass through our system. And imagine if we're having a drink, a fizzy drink, even every second day or every third day, we're steeping our insides and our organs in this junk. Yeah. And it, it, it's constantly in a state where it's... Imagine if it's doing that to... Um, uh, in a jar, imagine what's doing inside our body. So it, I think it's a, a, you're welcome. I'll send it on to you and you're welcome to share a little a picture or a clip of it, uh, but it's pretty disgusting. So, uh, yeah, I always say something that's able to clean a copper coin uh, shouldn't be put in your body, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Clear drains. <laughs> Brilliant uh, talking with you. Thank you so much, uh, Sean. I uh, hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I sure did. And yeah, you know where to find me, Sean. And I hope to have you back next week for another Vegan Academy podcast as well. Have a nice day. Thank you for listening. Thank you.